Someone said one time, said, you know, the, the Bible never really says this too shall pass. But there's a lot of stories that indicate that the trials do pass. We get through them. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shed of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. How many knows he's with you today? I don't mean just because the preacher told you. Do you know in your soul today that the Lord is with you? I want to share with you from the word of God. This past week as I was riding down the road, this song came into my spirit. Anybody just had a song get in your heart? As you're uh, singing that song, it just begins to stir up a joy and peace within your heart and your life. Something different happened as I began to sing this song. I, Holy Ghost just kind of had me thinking about the writer. And I didn't know who the writer was. I couldn't remember. Maybe I'd seen it at one point. And maybe... As I was singing, the Lord, uh, the, the Holy Spirit just began to take me there. And maybe somehow through what God was speaking to me, you can be encouraged today. You can also be challenged today. The Holy Spirit spoke a while ago and said, we cannot go into 2021 doing what we did in 2020. We got to do better than we did in 2020. Amen. We got to. I remember years ago, we were playing Charlton County Indians football. Some of y'all, that don't mean nothing, but for me, that one particular game meant a whole lot. Why was that? Because my uncle went to Charlton County Indians High School. I was uh, on the team, McIntosh County Academy Buccaneers. Played on the line. Halftime, we were down 28 to zero. How embarrassing that was. In my mind, I thought to myself, there is no way that we're going to win this game at this point. It's just impossible. Some of the other teammates felt the same way. I mean, we were getting crucified out there. There was one boy by the name of Delbert Jones. He was a halfback. He told our quarterback, he said, Chuck, if you'll just get me the ball, we're going to win this game. Out of all the people on the team, in that game, one person took heart. And every time Delbert got the ball, we'd get 10 yards. 15 yards. Next thing you know, we scored. They'd give him the ball again. He'd fight just as hard as he could. And I was bigger than he was. And he'd make his way to a place. He would get to the goal line and he would fight through every obstacle to press through and score. We won the game. And as Jerry Clower said, the clock run out. But one thing that stuck out in my mind is that Delbert went to a higher place than we did. Come on, somebody. Delbert refused to stay in a low place in his faith. 
I don't care what the scoreboard reads. I don't care what's happening in society today. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Get me out of this place where I'm just beginning to think, my goodness, I'll just accept where we're at. Plant my feet on higher ground today. I want to break it down on higher ground. How many wants to, wants to rejoice in the Lord? Say, God, speak to my heart today. If you'll stand with me in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. I want to read this. I've got a lot to cover. I want to go through it today and just let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts today. Philippians chapter 3. Not that I've already attained or have already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Remember, we had not won the game. It was halftime. But the time, but the clock was still running. Come on, somebody. I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this unto you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join and follow in my example and note those who walk as you have us for pattern. For many walk of whom I've told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Father, we ask you to add your blessing to the reading of your word. Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Take this vessel, speak through these lips, uh, the words from your throne into the hearts of every man, woman, boy, and girl that is here today watching by social media. We pray, Father, that the Holy Ghost would anoint it and that, that chains would be broken uh, and that hearts would be refreshed, uh, that visions, God, would become clear, uh, and, Lord, that decisions will be made today for Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask you, Father, to move mightily in this moment and in this hour. We say amen and amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Breaking it down on higher ground this morning, which is most important. And as we begin to get into the scripture, we're going to find some very important things that God has spoken through the writer of this song, Higher Ground. As a matter of fact, as I was a kid, I would used to hear these words ringing through my ears, and sometimes I would focus and pay attention, and it would stir my heart. How many knows today that words and lyrics of songs that are inspired of God were there to stir the very soul of your life? It is there to enlighten us, to encourage us, to remind us, to build our faith, and to bring us to a place of praise. I remember one day we were also on our way to a ball game and there was a song that they would play on the little loudspeaker theirs. They would have their little, what they call boom box and they wanted to stir up uh, our uh, 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 momentum and so they would play this song 
as uh, we were riding down the road on the school bus and it would say, we will, we will rock you. Preacher, I can't believe you're singing that in the church. Y'all act like y'all don't like that song. <laughs> but as we were listening to that song, we'd get pumped up. It would stir something up within us, amen? It would stir our hearts. And we would begin to just rise up in, inside of ourselves and say, you know, we're going to win this game. We're going down here and we're going to fight hard and we're going to score and we're going to have a great defense and we're not going to let anybody get ground. And it didn't always work that way, but the song helped to do something within our mind that calls us when we stepped off that bus to be prepared. Not only will a song do that, a song will also send you to a, a bar. Amen. Songs, amen, about uh, all your exes living in Texas. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Today my world slipped away. All kind of songs, amen, out there to soothe the soul of somebody. To stir them up in some kind of way. Somebody who wrote the song, whether it was gospel or whether it was secular, wrote that song uh, being inspired in their heart, uh, whether negatively or positively, for a purpose. And it affects people. How many knows the enemy knows how to get to you? He'll do it through music. He'll do it through uh, all kind of avenues of the earthly realm. And his heart and desire is to keep us in a low place in our mind, in our emotions, in our thoughts, and in our actions. The enemy wants to keep us in a low place. I want to go ahead and tell you, he wants to keep uh, the church in a low place. He wants to keep ministry in a low place. He wants people to come to church. He don't care how much faith you got, just keep on coming to church. Amen. He don't care how much faith you got. Just keep on singing and looking religious and looking pretty. He don't care how much faith you got. He don't care, amen, how serious you are about your walk with God. Just keep on making it look good. He just wants to keep you in a low place. But this writer began to express within his heart something that was greater than the desire of many of those around him. As Paul said here, he said he begins to express a truth that his earthly journey is not yet complete. Amen? How many knows if we're here, we ain't home yet? He does not erroneously determine that he has arrived. He shifts his attention, Paul does, to what is most important in his walk with God. He begins to embrace a heavenly focus. He begins to live by example and sets the pattern for others to follow. Many times we're wondering what's happening to our children. You can see it in the mirror every day. If it's not important for you to worship God, uh, what makes you think your children are going to want to? If it's not important for you to pray, what makes you think your children are going to want to pray? If it's not important for you to have a, a, a systematic uh, uh, faithfulness in your walk with God and church attendance and, and, and in being faithful to God in ministry and in your giving, what makes you think that your children, amen, are going to think that it's important? We today need to understand that the pattern and the example that we set today will get instilled within our kids. And if we don't do it... 
and take the opportunity to do it now, Hollywood's going to do it and the world is going to do it and you won't be able to get a seed planted in their heart and in their life at an early age. And my Bible tells me that when you train up a child in the way he should go, when they get old, they will not depart. Thank God today, amen, that we have the truth of God's word to focus our attention on. We have it today to understand that as Paul is saying, he stands apart from apostasy to be the pattern that others can follow. He longs for higher places of dwelling. Higher is equivalent to greater, wiser, holier, more pleasing, more satisfying today, and even safe. Higher ground Today is places of safety, places of power, places of anointing, places, amen, of God's favor, places of the strength of God, places where you find God's grace greater than everything you would ever face. We got too many people today that get offended and leave church and go home and quit serving God and every little thing messes them up. We need to get off of that low place and rise up to higher places today. We got too many people that are not sure that they want to win. Oh my goodness. But I'm telling you today, God has sent me by like this brother that we had on the team that day. When everybody else is sitting down in a place of I don't know, I've come by to tell you that we can rise to higher places in the Lord today. And we ought to have a passion. We're not at the end yet. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're still here. God's still God. And there is higher ground today. I want to see powerful ministry break forth not from my life and not from this pulpit but from every person amen who is a part of the body of Christ wherever they may be who declares Christ as Lord of their life I want to see such a revival go sweeping across this land that even Washington D.C. is shaken by the very power of what's happening I want to see, amen, to God such a move of God that the revelation that we have attained higher places is manifest. There is no reason for us to settle I got a lot to cover, but I just, it hit my spirit. It was so good. Every time Delbert would score, the team, their morale would rise. How many knows every time you put your faith in God and God moves, your morale rises? Come on, somebody. you begin to get excited and you start to think about my goodness look what the Lord has done I didn't think he was going to do it but something happened and my faith began to turn and I began to, to see God brother JP doing something that I didn't think he was going to be able to do how many, how many know today that faith doesn't always manifest 
in one instant. You keep moving and moving and believing and believing. And Delbert kept believing. Every time they'd hand him the ball, he believed. He saw the crowd coming against him to tackle him, but he'd bust on through them. He'd fight on through them, and we'd get him behind him. And every time he'd score, we'd get excited. And every time we see God move, we get excited. David stood up and faced a giant that the army stood back and wondered, could it be done? But when the giant fell, the armies rose up and begin to declare, I'm not staying in this place. I'm getting to a higher place today. Oh, we got to get to a higher place. Amen. That means we got to get around people who have a passion for higher ground. Johnson Oatman Jr. wrote this song back in 1898. 1898, he expressed his desire in the contents of this song, Higher Ground. Deuteronomy chapter 32 said that in Moses' song, he made him ride upon the high places of the earth, the Lord did, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and that he made him to suck honey and oil out of a flinty rock. Come on, somebody. God made them to experience his blessing in the middle of a desert. And this stirred the heart of Johnson Oatman. And in that song, Johnson began to rejoice in the hope that the same God who led, amen, the army of Israel and the people of Israel out of Egypt would also lead him out. But not only out of bondage, God would take him to a higher place of living. This would be by the hands of God's favor and by God's blessing. He would provide of the sweetness of his grace. Hear what I'm about to say. Uh, Johnson knew that God would provide of the sweetness of his grace and love in his walk with God like honey from the rock. Whoa, that makes me happy. When I think about how God can make Something out of nothing. In the midst of his grace and provide a sweetness of his love and his grace and his mercy. And Johnson knew this. In Psalm 18, he said, he maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon high places, David said. Oatman knew that he trusted that the same God who loved David and who moved in David's life would also give him the spiritual swiftness to be able to escape the lower places where the enemy would destroy and defeat. Come on, somebody. David knew, I can't stay here in these low places. Because the enemy's after me. And if I stay here, the enemy's gonna win. So he said, Oh, the Lord maketh my feet like hinds' feet, so I can be set upon the high places of safety. Hinds' feet, amen, was an indication of a, of, of, of a parallel of a female deer. 
And those feet would give him the ability spiritually to leap up and to be elevated above the place where the enemy would destroy. I gotta tell somebody today that not only was it a place of safety, it was a place of escape. Some of us need to understand getting to a higher place is not just about your safety. It's not just about his glory. Amen. It's because if you don't, then you'll never escape what the enemy's doing on the level. You gotta rise higher than where you're at. You're always gonna be a victim until you understand what Oatman is saying and what David said. Lord, I need the ability to get into higher places and escape the enemy, else the enemy will destroy me. And so many people today are still singing Shalana and lifting their hands in church and yet they need to get to higher places because they go home defeated, they live defeated every day, they say, I love you, Lord, when they get up in the morning and woe is me all day. I'm telling somebody, my goodness, you need to hear that God will give you the ability to escape. I said escape that mindset of defeat that the enemy will destroy and hold you down. Oh, nobody. Come on, somebody. hey. hey. When you get to that place, nobody have to beg you to do anything. Come on now, because you'll be free for what the enemy was trying to do. Isaiah chapter 58 said, Thou shalt delight thyself in the Lord. I will cause thee to rise upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. And, and old manure would be God's grace that would cause his successful and safe journey. How many knows today that if you're going to make it, it's because of his grace? Give him praise. <clears throat> it's not because of your power or my power but it's because of his grace everything that we experience in God is a part of his grace along our journey and Oatman knew that in Micah chapter 4 verse 2 the Bible said many nations shall come and say let us go up to the mountain of the Lord in the house of God. and He will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Oatman also knew that they were not only high places in this journey, in the spirit world, in the spirit realm, but there was also an ultimate high place at the millennial return of Jesus Christ. Open long for the day when the Lord would reign upon his throne. A day when we would join him in the higher places of his literal presence with singing in Zion. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I enjoy having church every day here, but there's one day coming. Woo! Ha, glory to God. That don't stir you, it stirs me. Amen. 
I love it when they key up and they begin to worship and, and we get around God's house, we begin to praise God. But Oatman knew there was a day coming in the hills of Zion. Mm -hmm. Am I by myself? I said in the hills of Zion, Isaiah chapter 35 verse 10, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come with singing, amen, unto Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I'm so glad today for every opportunity, every Sunday, every service that I get, but there's coming a day in the high places of Mount Zion at the temple of God where we shall come before him and worship him and receive, amen, to God. Amen, the eternal glory of joy and gladness. Hey, everything we're doing now is a journey open said that's gonna lead me there. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. What was he saying? Lord, plant me in eternal glory in the presence of my God to rejoice with him forever and ever. Higher places are important. And that's why he was inspired to write of this song. In verse one, he says, I'm pressing on the upward way. I'm pressing. It means he, as Paul said, is literally moving forward with force and diligence and faithfulness. Not just existing. Well, that's what we pay the preacher for, do all the work. You waiting on me to do it all. You backing up. I don't have the power to do it all. Spirit is willing, but the flesh. It's a pressing forward. A pressing into the ministry. A pressing into vision. A pressing into faithfulness. Faith without works is dead. Pressing into faithfulness. Pressing, he is also moving in a direction that is desired. I'm pressing on the upward way. I'm pressing, I'm moving, I'm not just existing, I'm not just a member of the church, I'm not just a, a man, a, a deacon, I'm not just a Sunday school teacher, I'm not just a, a praise team singer, I'm not just a musician, I, I'm, I'm not just a, 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 a husband or a wife, I'm a child of God who's pressing, I'm pressing, I'm not staying here, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I, I can't be the same. 
ain't the day. Tomorrow that I am today, I'm pressing. There's more to look forward to. I've got to gain some ground. I don't want to stay on this level. I'm making a journey, being elevated day by day in my spirit and in faith growing in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I am pressing on the upward way. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 24 said, The way of life winds upward for the wise that he may turn from hell below. I'm pressing. Hell is on my back, but I'm pressing. I'm, I'm walking with God every day, every trial, every dart of the enemy. Everything he's trying to do is to turn me back into the place of hell, but I'm walking by faith with a view of heaven. I'm pressing on the upward way. It ain't easy, but I keep on marching. The path may be steep, and it may be painful at times, but it leads me away from destruction. I'm pressing on the upward way. I'm not pressing Brett's way. I'm not pressing, amen, the way of the world. I'm not pressing Joe Biden's way. I'm not pressing Kamala Harris's way. I'm not even pressing Donald Trump's way. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. I'm not pressing, amen, on Roy Cooper's way. I'm pressing Jesus's way. Jesus said, I I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm telling you, we may be in this world, but there's only one path. We ought to be walking, and that's the upward way. I'm pressing, oh, somebody give him glory. I'm pressing on. New heights I'm gaining every day. If you can't look back upon your life yesterday and your walk with God, and see growth, then it's time to start pressing. Come on, somebody. If there ain't nothing changed in your faith, if nothing's changed in your diligence and your faithfulness to God, if you haven't yet locked in in obedience to his purpose and you've been serving him or so loving him or declaring him, it's time to start pressing. Because God didn't save you to look pretty. He didn't save me to look pretty. He saved us to, to use us for his glory. Your pressing will lead to gaining. You can't gain staring at the mountain. I remember walking up to a mountain one time. It was right behind my, my grandfather's house. I mean, it's... Years ago, I was nearly probably 300 pounds. Yeah, I was. I was a big old boy. And I looked at that mountain, and I said, Lord, I sure hope they don't want to walk that mountain today. Because <laughs> it required pressing. I was going to have to press every step. Thank God they didn't never ask me to go walk that mountain, but they would walk it every now and then. It was Deep. But if I wanted to get to the top, I had to do something besides look at it. Come on, now. If I'm going to to make ground and I'm going to gain ground I, and I'm going to mature and I'm going to grow in my walk with God, then I've got to do something. As a result of experience, God's purpose 
along the way through a lifestyle of obedience. You must be going. You must be growing. And you must be gaining higher ground. He said, still praying as our homeward bound prayer is the main ingredient of the press. You can't press without prayer. Come on, somebody. We can't do it in our power alone. We depend on the strength of God. Do you think I could have climbed that mountain? No, ain't no way I'd have had to have some help. If they decided they wanted me to go with them, they was going to have to get on both sides of this almost 300-pound fella and say, come on, one step after the other. Take your time, I got you. How many knows today that sometimes the way is steep, but there's a God that's saying, hold on, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you on this side. Just keep stepping. Keep going forward. God, want, I'm, I'm trying to preach to the water. God wants you. It's what happens when you, when you get used to holding a mic. You ain't going to let me do this one now. Because we cannot do it in our own strength. There's no way. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I think they've had enough laughter now, Lord. <laughs> Can't do it in their own strength. God knew that. That's why he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm still praying as I homeward bound. I'm crying out to God. Oh, when, when, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, I'm going to the throne of God in prayer. In verse 2, he, he begins to declare, my heart has no desire to stay. If you're satisfied, you're in a mess. Where doubts arise and fears dismay. Some people just love living in that. They love living in the drama of it all. Oh, goodness, help me, Lord. But Oatman said, I don't want to live where doubts arise and fears dismay. What is this indication of? Dismay literally means to, to have a, a shocking experience. Something that you didn't see coming. Where doubts arise and fears dismay is a low place. And because we're living in the earthly realm, we, we literally can't escape that place because that's where we're at. Except God. I would rather live above doubt and fear in the grander places of faith. I don't, want to, I don't want to live around a bunch of negative folk, fearful and afraid. I don't know if God's going to do this. Oh, woe is us. We, we, just, we just defeated, amen, to God. Nothing's ever going to be, nothing's ever positive, nothing's ever this, nothing. Living in the places of fear and dismay. And they're living in places like that because they've always embraced the disappointments that have come their way. Thank God today for a, a, a good friend by the name of Delbert who looked at a scoreboard 
scoreboard at halftime, saw us down 28 to nothing, and said, uh uh-uh, uh, buddy, I'm not staying here. I'm going to a higher place. Oh, what do you mean by that? Because your disappointments can form you, but your faith can transform you today. Can transform you. And he said, though, some may dwell where these abound. Some live in these places. Some dwell here. Some smell of the dwell. Some dwell because they, they want the attention of it. They, they want people to feel sorry for them and look down on them, pay them attention. And they want to live here. Some dwell by ignorance or lack of knowledge. But Oatman said, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. My prayer points to my aim. And my aim is higher places in God. Remember I told you we ain't going back? We're going higher. How will you know we've arrived when we get home? But with every step, we're going higher. We're going to get better. We're going to be, oh, we're going to praise him better. We're going to pray more fervently. Come on, somebody. Oh, preacher, you can't make me do nothing. No, I'm not trying to make you do anything. I'm just telling you, like Delbert told us, we're going to win. And church, I'm telling somebody today, Stoneville is going to fulfill its purpose that God has placed it here for, and we're going to win. We're going to press on in prayer, which points to our aim. Our praise is going to be better. Amen. Our prayer lives are going to grow. Amen. Our knowledge of God's word is going to increase. Our faith amen is going to rise high. We're not going to be a people of woe is me. We're going to be a people amen that says I know my God can do it. To him there's nothing to it and if he don't he's still God and his grace is sufficient. And in verse 3 he said I want to live above the world. I'm going to try to get on through this. It's a a lot, but I'm going to skim on through this because you need to hear. I want to live above the world. Paul said to the church at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. I'm going to say something here that's probably going to be hard. But we condition people to worship the way we want them to. Come on, somebody. We also condition people to only receive the word in certain ways. Some people wouldn't dare sit on a pew and watch a crazy joker like me preach. They want to hear somebody else that's calm, that never moves from behind. There's nothing wrong with that. God's in that too. I'm not saying God's not in that. 
But we condition people to think that God only moves in certain ways that makes them feel comfortable. Come on, somebody. Some people won't go to a church where you're worshiping, peeling the paint off the walls. Somebody breaks off in the Holy Ghost and starts moving across the aisleway. Uh-oh, we got to get out of here. But then vice versa, when us Pentecostals find ourselves going to a church that is reserved, come on, somebody. We'd be a legit judgmental too. When the fact of the matter is, is that we should not be conditioned to move by the standards of man, but positioned to move as the Spirit of God moves upon our heart. When I can't have liberty, then the anointing can't flow. Come on, somebody. When I can't have that liberty, then I choke down the ministry that God has called me to. I do not want to do ministry in the wisdom of the world. I want to do it in the power of God Almighty today. Whether it means I stand in one place and preach with a passion the word of God or if I'm moving all over the place tripping over speakers and shouting in the Holy Ghost preaching in a water jug amen to tell somebody Jesus today is the one that we should be moving forward in. I don't want to do it the way the world wants to do it. I want to do it the way God wants to do it. The world don't think it's important. I want to live above the world. Higher ground. Though Satan's darts are hurled, his fiery darts are meant to take you out, to take me out. What he didn't realize is the same God that was with David when he faced Goliath is the same God that's with you and you and you and me. Amen. You may come to me with worldly weapons and spiritual dark insight to destroy, but I come to you in the name that is above every name. I come in the name of the Lord today. He said, faith has caught the joyful sound. I've got to move quickly. Faith has caught the joyful How many knows today that faith to more pleasing and refreshing places in your life? Why, why, do, we, why do we try to build faith? Because faith will crush your enemy. Faith will bring you into joyful, strengthened seasons.
faith. Faith will take you in a progressing, gaining place of God's glory. The enemy is not going to stop. the joyful sound. Faith catches the joyful sound. The song of saints on higher ground. Yeah, there's others that are on this journey with me. I'm not by myself. Come on now. I'm not alone. The joy that faith brings will put a song in your heart as you ride to higher places in your walk with God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be what I was yesterday. I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Somebody shout that with me. I, I, I'm coming closer, God. I'm drawing nearer, God. I'm drawing nearer, nearer, precious Lord, to you. Why is that important? Because if I'm drawing near to him, then I am moving from this place of low estate to a place of higher ground. He said, I want to scale in verse 4 the utmost high. My desire is more of you, Lord. I want to go as high as I can go. Not less of you, but more of you. I don't want to let the things of low estate hold me back. I want to catch a gleam of your glory. I want to see the glory of God. How many want to see the glory of God? I, I don't want to just see another church service. Amen. I don't want to hear just another song. I don't want to hear just another sermon. I don't want to hear just another Sunday school class. I want to take a journey in my spirit and walk with God to a place where I scale the higher places and experience the glories of Almighty God in my life today and catch a gleam of your glory bright. I want to experience the undeniable presence of God in my journey and not just once in my lifetime. I want to experience it alone along all of life's journey today. He said, I got to get to higher places in my spirit, man. But I'll still pray till heaven I found. I'm going to keep on praying I'm going to keep on climbing. I'm going to keep on singing. I'm going to keep on preaching. I'm going to keep on pressing until I see what Paul said that he was pressing for. Until I see the prize of all the press. Stand with me if you will, please. God don't intend for us to live in the low places of spiritual despair when we can live in the higher places of faith with a focus on the prize of the press John Johnson Oatman covered all this in his song 
with every word and every verse, it spoke to the passion of his heart. What does a song mean to you? What does a spiritual song from heaven's throne speak to your life? What does it mean to your heart? What does it do in your soul? Let me tell you what it did for Johnson Oatman in 1898. He wrote many songs, and I think they said he got like a dollar a song. He wasn't in it for the money. He wasn't writing songs for money. He wrote that song pinned to the Holy Ghost speaking to his very heart. I want to scale the utmost high and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I pray till heaven I fell. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. See, we're not home yet. We're not home yet, but we got to have the mentality Delbert did on that ball field that night. That we, as God's people, we're going to win. And we're going to press. And we're going to do it with force through prayer. Oh, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. This morning, amen, today, how many are saying I'm pressing on? God, I'm drawing near to you. I'm not moving on into my future the same as I've been here where I've been a God today. I've been stirred by the words that Johnson Oldman penned. I'm moving on to higher ground. I want my faith to rise up. If that's you, amen, just lift your hands where you're at and say, Lord, do it to me. God, I pray right now that you would begin to do what I can't do in my own power. Father, I've decided I'm going to climb this mountain. I've decided that I'm going to make my journey. I've got to depend on you because I can't. God, take me on both sides. Give me the strength and the grace, Father, to step every step through all the pain and the stress that sometimes comes along with the journey. I believe today that you, God, in your great anointing and grace will give me power, amen, to make my journey and experience the prize in the press. Oh, well, preacher, I'm saved. I thought I didn't need to do no more than that. Well, you're saved. You can be saved and still sit there and look like a stump. Or you can climb the mountain and go to higher places. Our bishop in South Carolina said it like this. He said, God has got a lot, of, a lot of children and a lot of them are mean. they just mean. I think they need to take a journey. <laughs> take a journey with God. Be transformed, be changed. Take a journey with God because God didn't save you for you to be a stump. He didn't save you for you to live in the mully grubs. He saved you to walk by faith and to carry a glorious message through your life to those around you. Father, I ask you right now that every heart that has heard this message and God that they've desired 
Lord, to do more than they've done in the past, that they're going to make a journey, God, greater and, and more determined than they've ever made in their walk with you. Father, there may be some today that says, I've never given my life to you, but today, Lord, they've been stirred and they're ready to surrender and to make, to make their journey, amen, toward that goal line. Father, it starts at the cross salvation full and free, then the journey continues until we're home. And Father, I pray today that you would give us the grace, the strength, and the increased faith. I bind every power and spirit of darkness that would try to rise up, every giant from hell that would try to rise up against this church and against the people of this church. I, in Jesus' name. God, every foul spirit, Lord, that would try in the days ahead, in the months ahead, in the years ahead to suppress your people. God, I pray right now in this last day we're living in that you would release a liberty in this sanctuary and in the hearts of your people today that not only will they worship you and that they will walk in that liberty in, in this house but in their own homes and, and God, even on the streets and on their jobs, Father, that they would not be confined Oh, by the prison of fear and doubt. But God, that they would rise up and be elevated in the higher places of faith. Dear God, give us feet like hinds feet to escape the enemy and his thought process and his anger and his hatred. And let us rise up into places of safety and view, God, where we can continue to walk in glorious faith and victory. I pray right now for your healing grace and virtue to flow into that hospital room where Randy's at. God, I pray right now, Father, that you would allow your favor, God, to rest upon this family. Father, we thank you from the depths of our heart for a miracle beyond all miracles. We will praise you. We will praise you. God, we thank you for what you're doing in Miss Sarah and Brother Dennis today and Brother Dennis Pulliam. Father, I pray that your anointing would just be poured out of heaven right now into all the needs that we have that we're known of personally and across this nation and this world. God, let this day be a day of miracles and let it begin to burst forth in testimony through social media, Father, through our own uh, personal uh, church family, and God, through church families everywhere. Lord, let testimonies just start rising up of a sweeping wave of your glory. A sweeping wave of your glory. God, let it be. We pray, God, that what the enemy is trying to do in, in America, God, will begin. We join together and pray that you'll put a stop to it right now in Jesus' name. We ask you, Lord, that you would uh, let the enemy crumble in the righteousness of God being revealed, Father, and that you would give our president and those who support him the strength and the fortitude to be able to stand up, give the American people, God, the ability to stand and say, God, today we are praying for four more years of grace. And Father, we're asking you, Lord, to do it for the benefit of our children. We're asking you to do it for the benefit of a godly nation. God, that we'll be able to, to have time to stop, Lord, and possibly stop these, these, these killings of innocent babies in the womb. And, and God, to be able to stand up and declare in this nation the righteousness of God that souls can be saved before it's everlasting too late. I pray, God, that you'll lift the veil. 
And, Father, that you'll take this nation to higher ground, higher ground in God than we've ever seen before. And, Lord, we'll give you the glory and the praise. I hear my spirit, the Lord, speaking and saying this, and I want to speak this over you today, and this don't happen very often. This one word, restoration. 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 The Lord said, I am going to restore what the enemy has over time taken from you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you'll no longer stay where you're at. Because I'm bringing you to higher places. Can somebody give him glory? I'm giving him glory today. God said, I'm taking you to higher places. You're not going to think like you were thinking. You're not going to believe like you were believing. But you're going to rise up as a mighty warrior of faith. God said things are about to change. Things are about to change. Father, we thank you and we praise you. As we leave this place, God, let us be the light that you would have us be. Let us be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And let us walk in that glorious faith that you've called us to walk until we stand in Zion with you. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand of glory and praise unto God.